everybody. I'm Sean. I'm Dame. I'm Brian. And this is Cue the Movie. We're a group of best friends, review movies, and talk about random things. We talk about films in four different categories, uh, first of which being new releases, Oscar-worthy films, dumpster-worthy films, and then something like a viewer's choice or dealer's choice where we just pick something random. All right. Hope you enjoy. Cue Cue the the movie. Good evening, fellas. What up? What what up? up? Good evening. We have a special guest on the show, our long and dear friend, Mr. Kevin Tracy. Thank you. For those of us that listen to the podcast and and understand our inside jokes, you'll understand that this man was the butt of them on many occasions. So welcome, Kevin. (laughs) Yes, he was. We're glad to have you. Not really, a, not really, you know, the buttons. He made these comments. That's true. That is these true. These things came out of his mouth. Uh, yes. So these are just a, a retelling of the truth. You know, yeah. some, yes. some man, you know, seeks power and whatnot. I'm just a simple guy <laughs> that just wants to use Inception just to smash IG thoughts. Well, you outed yourself. Congratulations. I was going to say, contest clues, you know, if, if, you're, if you're smart, if you're a clever man or woman, you can no, figure no, it out. No, no, I'm a man's man. I said up to what I said. There you mm-hmm. go. There you go. That's fine. We have a lot of inside jokes like his length is bothersome. <laughs> yeah. Famous foible years ago. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, um, we are we're here today to talk about one of the all time greatest Christmas movies, and I, I will say Christmas movies. I'll put in air quotes too. I'll say it a third time. Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Um, in the I don't even know how to introduce it. Die Hard. Die Hard. <laughs> die, die hard. Classic. <laughs> Not action film. Nagasaki Tower. Die Hard. Nagasaki mm-hmm. Tower. I yeah. wish I no, would have bought. Like I wish I would have bought like the collectible set that had like the giant ass tower. Like that oh, I remember gosh. those. Mm-hmm. As as Brian mentioned, Nagatomi <laughs> Tower, Sean. Nagatomi Tower. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank um, you for the correction. Yeah. Yeah. I am D. Brian. All right. Here we go. This movie was um, interesting to watch again. I've probably been maybe a decade since I watched it. Oh yeah, uh, and it's a it's a fun film mm-hmm. to watch. So the IDBM, an NYPD officer tries to save his wife and several others taken hostage by a German terrorists during a Christmas party at the Nakatomi <laughs> Plaza in Los Angeles. Nice. Cool, cool. Dave Dietz. All right. So today's film is Die Hard. Uh, it was released in 1988. Its runtime is two hours and 12 minutes. This is obviously our Oscar-worthy pick for the week. Uh, it's got four Oscar nominations, no wins. Let's pause right there. Let's pause right there. Because hmm. I, one of the people who was a strong admirer of this film, had no fucking idea this movie was nominated for four Oscars. Same. I, I'm just not really, <laughs> yeah. I'm today years old when I found that out. Same. <laughs> Today years old, yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, but the the Oscars that it was nominated for, obviously, like I said, didn't win any. Uh, was best sound, best sound effects editing, best visual effects, and best film editing. Um, the Rotten Tomato scoring is ninety four percent. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes with 80 reviews certified fresh and then a 94% audience score as well with over 250,000 reviews so nice 
Yeah. Uh, you know, when you talk about the Oscars, um, in terms of best sound and best visual effects, it was hard for me to tell if those were on par or if they hold, held up because I actually watched this on my 4K Blu-ray. Uh, so, I mean, I had, you know, Sean, it's not quite the eargasm of setups that you have in your home <laughs> I love that phrase. I love it. <laughs> Fuck him in the ear. If Sean's ears aren't bleeding by the end of the experience, he can't fuck with Right. He's just walking around with Q tips like, oh man, I got so much blood in my ears from all the, the high quality sound. Um Yeah, so I mean I couldn't tell if you know this was something that held up or was remastered. Uh however, I had no issues when I was watching it. Um so what what we got to do is we got to talk about our initial connections. So the hostess with the mostest, Sean, why don't you? you kick yeah, us so off. I'll, I'll kick us off, and I will also say, um, uh, start thinking about it now because at the end of this, I want to I'm going to ask uh, to rank your favorites in the Die Hard franchise. But obviously, for now, we'll talk about our connections to to this film. So mm-hmm. I want to say this movie I saw, well. I will say this was not the first Die Hard movie I saw. This was not my first entry into the Die Hard franchise. Um, Interesting. For, for me, that was Die Hard with the Vengeance. Really? And and, and then, like after talking to my father, um, like he convinced me to watch the, the the ones that had preceded. And so, <clears throat> I was like, you know what? I like this movie. Oh shit! It's got Carl Winslow. Um, <laughs> And like I, I want to say, I saw somewhere somebody was saying something crazy, even though his name was clearly different. It was like he's the same cop. Like I was just half expecting, you know, like Steve Urkel to come up, even though he would have been like a twinkle in his daddy's eye at that point. Though? Yes, this is true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, clearly in L.A. Anyway, mm-hmm. yes. So I, I saw it um, after already being introduced to the to the Die Hard franchise, and I was like, you know what? I fucks with this film. It's it's exciting. It's got like the the cool one liners, um, and I, I feel like it's kind of been a theme throughout the films. That um, I don't know if like a German person wrote the movie or was like somehow in like part of the filmmaking process, but like they tried to always put like the Germans as like this this entity that has to be fought, and they're always super fucking strong. Like they're all named like Klaus or like Klein and. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Magnus Magnus like <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's always, there's always something. But, but you know that vengeance is direct connection to this one. It mm-hmm. is. It is. Yes. So that's why that connection is, you know, that, yeah. that might explain the the Russians. the Germans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, this is true. This is true. Yeah. Um, but yes, that that is my initial connection. Uh, let's kick it over to the newbie, mm-hmm, Kevin mm-hmm. Tracy. Yes. What is your initial connection to this film? Well, back in the 90s, at the time when like, people was getting their sound systems, my dad was kind of like a mini U, Sean, whereas he cared about having the latest receivers, the biggest subwoofers and stuff of that nature. And uh, this film was like, to me, or I guess to him, his like barometer for sound. Except he, he never really owned the, the film. He would go over to his friend's house who had the greatest sound hookup of all time. And he would just sit there, just marvel at it. And I was only, as like a wee tyke, was able to see just certain scenes of the film. I didn't see Die Hard for the like in its entirety until I think sophomore year of college. So, which is like, yeah, oh, wow. Get used to that. I'm a slow bloomer when it comes to certain <laughs> films. Dang, will tell you. But um, so when I saw it, 
my first thing was like, oh, this is a this is like one of the most dopest Christmas movies of all time. And then uh, someone else said, it's not a Christmas movie. And I'm like, oh, this is totally a Christmas movie. This happens on Christmas. And then at that point, I realized, oh, now I get this huge argument. But um, another thing, too, upon seeing it so late, I'm like, so this would spawn other action movies that use the Die Hard formula. Like, for example, I think Speed is like Die Hard on a bus and stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of action movies that just took yeah. the Die Hard formula and just copied it on so many other type of films. So I'm like, okay, so this is the OG. Very fast-paced yeah. film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> How about you, Brian? You know, I think I've said this like for the last like 40 episodes. I watched this film with my father. I like, I like your dad. It's cool. There's no mm-hmm. shame in it. He has <laughs> a lot of VHSs, and this is a early film he watched. Uh, my dad didn't give too many fucks about rated R's or anything else. <laughs> nice. As long as there wasn't some titties that I was trying to peek and watch, um, <laughs> it was all good. But yeah, I watched this film probably when I was like five or six. It came out in '88. So yeah, I see. I've seen it. I grew up watching this film. It's like um, I'd put this up there with my Terminator watching. Oh shit! Up. Like I, I saw this Terminator or Predator. Like I saw this film a lot growing up. Okay. So it's good to. It's fun to me to watch it again as a 35 year old man and looking back and still having those fond memories and from a film perspective there are a lot of um iconic shots in this movie oh yeah and i can kind of see why i was nominated for oscars thinking back in this 88 so um yeah i've asked my initial connection watching it with my dad him not giving a fuck about being rated r (laughs) dig it dang yeah you know sean our connection is actually pretty similar uh I remember seeing the heavily edited version of Die Hard with a Vengeance at one point in in high school. I know, I know, right? It's uh, it's interesting. So I saw Die Hard with a Vengeance on TV, and I it was one of those you know Samuel Jackson was dropping mad f bombs, and I'm like, okay, this is entertaining. And it was just like I love Die Hard with a Vengeance to this day. I'll I'll spoil my rankings later on. That's still my favorite Die Hard to this day. Uh, so wait, you saw that one before you saw yes, the original? Yes. Oh my god! I know, and all, and in high school at that. So I think it was like sophomore or junior year of high school. Wish I met y'all early to shepherd y'all along on this these early nineties. I mean late uh, late eighties, early nineties movies. I know. And so you know, I mean, honestly, my my love for film has always been there um, from watching movies with my parents as as a kid to in high school with us kind of you know hanging out on Saturdays watching movies or going to movies together but I rem- I, as I kind of understood how much I missed I think my junior year of high school is when I was like alright I need to binge watch all these popular films that I had never seen before and Die Hard was one of those so that was the first and last time I saw the original Die Hard up until today so it's been been a long time been a long time as a wee teenager. 2003? Yeah. Oh it's been a minute. All right, all been right. A minute. Yeah. Yeah. But <clears throat> yeah. yeah, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and kick into this. So, uh Kevin Tracy, as 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 you mentioned, this film gets a, a lot of a lot of buzz especially around holiday time about whether or whether or not it is actually mm-hmm. a Christmas film. Um and like 
I, I was getting into um, some discussions with my girlfriend about, uh, I was like, it's a Christmas film. She's like, why? I was like, it happens at Christmas. It's a Christmas film. And she's mm-hmm. like, that's not true. Like, Home Alone's, I was like, this is the same fucking thing for Home Alone. It just yeah. happens at Christmas and people associate it with a Christmas film. Like, it's fine. Just let it happen. Um, but as we were watching this viewing, like, no. I, I was calling out like multiple drops where they were intentionally trying to make this yeah. a Christmas film. <laughs> they were intentionally doing it and I was like this is a Christmas film babe this is a Christmas film yeah. the this film not opens and ends with a Christmas song I don't know if you even noticed that it does yes the, it did it's a movie that is centered around Christmas but it's not a Christmas this movie doesn't Ryan. because it could happen it could happen outside of how they even alright you want to talk about the film in the first 20 really minutes he writes ho 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 and dresses a nigga up in a Santa Claus hat it's a Christmas party <laughs> The film is not sitting, the, the film is not sitting around Christmas. It's, it's sitting around what's happening at this fucking company. Neither they is even Home ask Alone. The guy who's Japanese. Do they do they do they celebrate Christmas. Christmas in Japan? Yeah. He said, "Well, no, we're trying to we're basically just trying to celebrate this big closing of this deal." Wait, Brian, I did not expect you to be on the other end of this argument that this movie's not it's, a Christmas movie. It's, it's not. It's not. Huh? What do you mean? It's okay, not. so what makes it a Christmas movie? Let, let, give, it's not a Christmas movie, but no, no. What I'm makes saying, a what Christmas makes movie? a Christmas movie? Let yeah. me let me be more clear. A film that directly is about Christmas. This is not about Christmas. So Home Alone is about Home Alone Christmas. Is, Home Alone is sitting around. They're going on a family vacation regarding Christmas. It's all about Christmas for them. Christmas party, and they have the bad guys who know people are going out of town for Christmas and robbing their houses. So Christmas is part of the theme, and it makes sense. This fool, this movie right here. You could take out Christmas and it's a still the same fucking movie. I argue that's the same thing for Home Alone. Mm-hmm. No. They, they we're went we're going out of town for Valentine's Day. We're going out of town for the weekend. We're, we're and white guys, and we're rich. We're going out of town because we fucking wait, feel wait, like wait. The whole mm-hmm. theme of The whole theme of Halloween was these sticky bandits <laughs> were going around people's houses. They knew when they were at home because it was Christmas. Oh. You can't remove Christmas the from last Home Alone. Time you can remove Christmas from this film. And it still fucking works. I just want to say one thing. Um, when Damon told me that you guys were doing this film, I chuckled because I saw this film again, um, haphazardly, like background watching, uh, two weeks ago. It was on cable, you know, two weeks ago. So, like, I think that's right after Thanksgiving mm-hmm. hands, which puts us in, like, Christmas mode. Why would cable, you yeah. know, channels purposely air yeah. Die Hard after Christmas? I mean, after Thanksgiving, because Christmas is around the corner. You see Die Hard... For weak minded niggas like you, that's why. Wow. Wow. No. Alright, hold on. I'm coming out guns blazing because mm-hmm. it's it's not a Christmas movie. They use Christmas to set up why he's gonna visit his wife. This movie hits country. different when you watch it. In same December. deal with uh, well, so no, no, it's not the same no, deal. But that, but that's what I'm saying though. I would argue he wouldn't be making the trip. They clearly, and we'll talk about the film, but we do need to have this yeah. argument on if yeah. this is a Christmas movie or not. Yeah. It's not an argument. Oh no, you're right because it is a Christmas movie. You're absolutely right. It's not. Yeah, you're absolutely movie. right. You're absolutely right. So, so the reason, the yeah. whole reason why he's going from New York to L.A. is to see his kids on Christmas, and his wife is kind of estranged from him. So there's absolutely no way that he would be just going out there for no fucking reason outside of Christmas. So you can't remove Christmas from this, like you mentioned earlier. Because there would be no reason for this local New York nigga to go it'll, to L.A. There'd be no reason for a man to go across country to see his children on any other day besides Christmas. 
Yeah, but that's the same argument with Home Alone. They could be taking a, a trip on 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 Tuesday. No, a Home Alone specifically, the bandits were arriving because they knew they weren't home for the holidays. That could mm-hmm. be Thanksgiving. That could be any other time where people travel. Holidays. Mm-hmm. It could be, but it's not. Do you think about Die Hard in the middle of June? No. Do you think about Die Hard on September? No. You think about Die Hard one, the day after Halloween? Yes, because it's a Christmas movie. I don't think about Die Hard like that at all. So it's not like. <laughs> all right, all right. It's not like the Grinch. It's not like uh, you know, that before Christmas or some shit like that. Uh, so here's the one thing it's not I'll jingle say. All the way. Yeah. Here's the one thing I'll say about your argument. I appreciate it because. Some people would say, oh, a Christmas movie, they have to be, like, doing Christmassy things to make it a Christmas movie. So I would, I appreciate the fact that you at least didn't go there. However, I will say that I think a lot of people stray away from considering this as a Christmas movie because it's, you know, obviously at the heart, it's an action movie. And so it's something in the brain doesn't say holiday cheer along with action. I get that, but at the same time, well, my, that's, that's my argument. Mm-hmm. It's just a movie that has Christmas is the event, but it's not a Christmas movie. I and you can, like you said, I'll even give you the same thing for Home Alone. Some of it is based on that, but mm-hmm. I think Home Alone is more of a Christmas movie than this is. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll revisit this towards the end yeah. of this podcast. But I, I will say, like I I do I appreciate your your perspective, Brian. I. And yeah, we'll, we'll revisit. Um, I'm not gonna so lie, what, I was very thrown off as you were talking about this, and Brian just yelled out "fuck no," and I was like, "Wait, what? What is he talking about?" Yeah, he, yeah, clear, yeah, okay. yeah, so, you can't have a, a unanimous decision. I, Fuck that! Totally expect <laughs> unanimous decision. Discuss. I was prepared for this. I did too. No, I wasn't prepared. I, I was actually it's prepared not. for David to be on the other side of this versus <gasps> you, Brian. So that caught me off guard. What? But anyway, you know, surprises all around. I love it. I love it. Yes. Uh, the cup almost empty, so it's almost time. Mm-hmm. So let's let's get into how this movie starts off. So my man is on a plane. He is he is coming to Los Angeles. He, he's chatting with some random guy next to him. Who's randomly talks about, hey, you know, take your shoes off, shoes and socks off. You know, basically, if you got Frodo feet like my man Dame, and then you know, just uh, ball, ball your fist up on on some carpet that that helps you fly. I don't understand the logic of this or like what that's supposed to do, but whatever. It was a point in the movie. It came up later. Whatever. It happened. Uh, well, he, he looked very nervous on the plane. A man was trying yeah. to help him out. Gripping the shit out of the seat. It was one of those Jack Shepard were having turbulence in the air uh, about to crash on the island type grips on the, on the, on the, on the armrest. Yeah, and that's fine, but like is is the point of the advice that you have something to look forward to that you're looking forward to gripping the carpet with your feet? Because like I don't see how that helps no. you in the moment. Like that that's kind of where no, I was. It was just one of those things he was trying to like, hey, you know, you have dread lag, you have stress relief, you just you know, you kinda sit down, take a deep breath and do this thing and it kinda helps you out. Yeah. Because he doesn't do that for a while after he gets there. He does it when he's uh alone, but yeah, whatever. Alone, he wasn't alone for a while well, because he, he didn't get to any carpet until that moment. But it, it, <laughs> it, 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 he had time to wash up and argue with his wife. That's yeah. true. Then That's he true. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. So I got a, I got a question. I got a question. So I, you talk about the opening plane scene, right? He stands up to go get his bag. 
the the guy sees the the gun holster just chilling right this is one of those things that you can tell it that this is that movie in the late 80s I was yeah, like, Whoa, yeah cause you, I, was, I was you a regular cop nigga you're not like no fed you yeah, yeah I, I was no thinking one. myself I was like I don't know when the, I don't know if, if the rules were different in 1988 but I was like I don't think they will just let they you weren't like that got on a plane <laughs> yeah yeah and he got off the plane and lit up a cigarette immediately mm-hmm. in the airport also and again I'm not a cop I don't know the deal but like I thought if you weren't like on duty like you don't like have your weapon on you like that like he was just carrying that shit around like it was Tuesday I mean granted like nowadays well, you know movie, you got concealed so, okay. people with so concealed so a lot of carries. the movies like this in this time period are based on propaganda so we got to yeah. throw that out there yeah that is true. So yes, they they can do whatever the fuck they want to do. They can be the badass cops. They can talk shit and do whatever. How is that not you know. different from now? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you can't. Or, or true. Yeah. But you can't. You know, go on a plane. You can't be a Detroit cop going to L. A. with your with your piece on your side on the plane and shoot everything up. Unless the you're Axel Foley in L. A. True. Damn. We live. He, he drove there. He didn't. He, he drove from Detroit to L. A. That's some Detroit shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did drive. I think he did drive. I don't, well, I yeah, yeah, I don't remember. Different I movie, yeah, different time. Yeah, but all right, my bad, Sean. I didn't mean to. De- de- no, no, you get you get after it. Because I, I was getting there next. I, I remember I looked over um, to my girlfriend and was like, I feel like this is so the movie could happen, or this is just to really identify him as a cop right now. Even though they could have just explained it later. So like, I don't really think the scene was necessary, but it happened. And I was like, all right, he's got a. It showed you how bold he was. Because he said, the guy said, I've been flying for nine years. And he goes, well, he sees the gun. Like, well, I've been a cop for 11 years. He just kind of, you know, exchanges and set yeah. up the, um, so, to set the movie up to give you a, a picture of who this person is. Yeah. And, and this is what I'll say on the front end, because I'll have a more in-depth conversation later. But this movie is probably one of the best movies ever in terms of setups and payoffs. So we were already starting to talk about it right now with, you know, the guy telling him about, you know, rubbing your feet in the carpet to kind of calm your nerves type of deal. And so just going to plant that bug right now and, and I'll kind of chime in with those yeah, a little later. Yeah, yeah I'll, I will acknowledge that. I, I see you wafting that over the fence. I'll, I'll acknowledge it. My arms are ready to catch it. Um, because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, like I, I can't think of anything that was, was ready to catch it. Yeah, that's right. I said it. I said it. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I, I can't think of anything that was set up that wasn't delivered in the film. Yes. And I, I'm going to second Dame's point. I have that written down in my notes of they did a lot of quick framing in the last, like, first, like, 20 minutes or so. They set the table for you perfectly. Like, mm-hmm. here it is. Mm-hmm. It's all that's happening. Let's get on with the action. Yep. Yeah. So, my man gets off the plane. Um, he then is met by a, go, a chauffeur, greeter, driver, person. Argyle. 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 Put some respect on Argyle's name. This dude was a real-ass dude. As a matter of fact, it's in my notes. Argyle is a real-ass nigga. It's right there. So, I, Yeah, yeah. I feel like he was a little too much of a, of a real-ass nigga for me, but yeah. It, what's, it how, what's, how's it a definition of too much of a real-ass nigga? But I'll say this. For a black man being named after a fucking sweater pattern... <laughs> He did his fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> he did his fucking his job. His real name is, um, I, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, it's Devereaux White. Uh, Suddenly, Argyle doesn't sound so bad. I like that name better. He should. He, they should have just cast that name. 
Um, it might have been between Argyle and Cashmere. So, you don't know. know. I guess he chose Argyle. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. probably. Cashmere. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, immediately this scene tells me, it was like, well, and I think actually kind of leading up to this, like while he was on the plane, they cut to like his wife um, doing something at work, basically saying like, I don't know if he's going to actually show up or whatnot. Um and then she was, well, her boss was trying to fuck her. Now, yeah. I don't think that was her boss. I think that was just a guy that she worked with. Like her boss was the Japanese guy. I think he was the second in charge. I think Harry oh, yeah. yeah. Ellis, that like, asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That piece of shit. Yes. So uh, talk about another setup, Sean. So as she calls the house, right? Talk wants to talk to fucking Paloma or whatever the the pa- old Paulina. 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 Yeah. Thank you. Whatever the Hispanic the, maid or yeah, nanny. pretty pretty cliche, but okay. As she asks about, is he there? And and what's her name? Paulina. Paulina. Okay, sorry. Uh, Paulina Paloma? starts saying, Paulina? "No, he's not there." Like, okay. And what does she do but get pissed off and put the family portrait of them with her, him, and the kids face down on the yeah. desks. Set up. Yeah. Wait. Before they did that, they showed the um, they showed the kids and mm-hmm. the picture with the kids. Then it slowly pans over and sees a uh, John McClane yep. is her husband. But and it shows that relationship with the put the picture down like fuck this nigga. Yep. But and I don't I don't know maybe they address it later because like, I was I was thinking like didn't she set set up the car to go pick him up? But maybe it sounded like her boss did her that. Boss did like it. The Japanese guy. Yeah, yeah. Like the boss, boss did. did. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. I was, I was like confused. I was like, "You sent a car for him, so like you should know that he's gonna be coming here." Cause she seemed surprised me, but whatever. Yes, um, because he didn't call before he left. Yeah. yeah. So she wasn't sure if he's on the plane or not. And, and maybe, maybe to your point, Dave, and like something that we know throughout the series, like they were trying to establish his stubbornness and like maybe mm-hmm. some hard headedness. Yeah, and you got to remember this is the fucking eighties, and she clearly is an executive in a very profitable, successful company. So you don't have readily access to cell phones and shit. Like, am I gonna fucking walk six blocks to go to a goddamn payphone in New York? No, you you know I'm coming, so I'll fucking be there. I'll talk to you when I fucking get there, type of deal. That's probably what it was. But That's let's true. not ignore the setup for what's coming later. So she put the yeah. she got pissed off, put the photo face down. That's right. That's right. Another thing that caught my uh, eye. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Um, no, no, you're good. Another thing that caught no, my ahead, eye um, was him getting to the front desk and like noticing that Holly, you know, didn't yes. use her actual yeah. marriage name. Use her maiden name. Maid name. I'll just say this. I felt that. That's all I gotta say. Like I felt that. Hurt. <laughs> Fair enough. That's yeah, real. I so yeah. I will say but also. Even, um, you know, even when the cut you off, Sean. Even before that. He's having a talk with yep. uh, with Argyle yep. in the limo about what he has to do to get there. He, that's why he gives him advice like, "Hey man, I'm gonna stick around. Why you going and try to get your chick back? If it don't work out, I'll take you somewhere else to get a hotel. Mm-hmm. Just give me a call." And we'll reason number this one, shit out. reason Another. number one, why Argyle is a real ass nigga. There's like three other si- yep. three other cases like this. I'm gonna count them. Well, he was using that to to get paid at work too. He wasn't just there for out of, completely out Still, of charity. Still, he's number one. Yeah, exactly. Remember later on, the fo- later on, he was on the phone like, "Yeah, baby, I told him I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm driving to Vegas with, with right Stevie now." Stevie in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that nigga was he's just company on the on the clock, just getting getting paid, but banging music, but they're having gunfights in the whole. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll have I'm a, near the end of this. I'm gonna bring up an issue that I had with him. <laughs> Fair 
because he used to pretend like he was trapped the whole time, and later on he just like ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, what 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 else about the the Holly um, dynamic? I also and again, um, I am jumping ahead to other films in this franchise, but it does seem like they just refused to get divorced because like it seems like in this movie they were basically separated for six months because like she left to go to LA and he's just like I'm not there yet um and well he was being he was being sexist yeah. and showing because yeah. he wanted to be the one he's like she'll be back and now she's she making big bucks yeah. at the company she's worth yeah, this that, thing is a fucking beat cop in New York yeah. Yeah, the, the, like she's like an executive at this big ass company. Yeah, yeah. that gets a chauffeur to come pick you up that can afford a nanny. Yeah, and she like, like you know she's making she, bank. She's doing just fine. Stubborn. Um, yeah, but I, I, I also Gennaro. I also noticed, and I don't know if they like had interminglings between the movies. Um, but like, because the same thing happened where where it picked up when I first saw this in like Die Hard with the Vengeance, right? Like, yeah, like we had a fight. I walked out. And I just never called her for like five years, but we're still married. It was like I, I feel like that's not how this works, bro. And he gets a quarter, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it yeah, idiots. Uh, yeah, so he finally arrives at this uh, this office building. Like like Kevin Tracy said, he uh, found out that she's going by her maiden name and not his his surname. So he felt a little hurt about that. You could see it in his soul. You just knew it was going to come up later. Um, I mean, it's kind of fucked up, though, right? It is. Because it's not like they were divorced. It was just that she took this job and they're trying to figure shit out. Yeah, but I also didn't get the feeling that they talked very often. Like, I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, but here's the thing. They're both stubborn as fuck, and he's kind of an asshole. Yeah, Yeah, he's very much In this film, he's he's the asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And he he, he knows he's the asshole. Yeah. Um, he didn't even argue correctly because he could have brought it up to her without being like, "So." And she was fucking name with the door, bitch. She, she was, was relatively yeah, she happy was best, to see. She was basically doing all but showing the signs like insert penis here. She she was like, "I missed you. I'm <laughs> ready for you." Shit on the couch. <laughs> he did. Like, oh wait, did I, did I fuck that up? Did I fuck that up? Oh my bad, my bad. Yeah, well, yeah, you fucked it up, nigga. You walked in and bitched her out. Like, of course she's mad. Like, you know. So the uh, proper response should have been. I miss you too. That's all exactly. you have to say. That's all you have to say. Deal and with that shit. Could have brought it up in the more tender time. <laughs> could have brought it up in the exactly. postcoital glow of like, hey, exactly. I noticed that you know. <laughs> you like, bitch, I know your pussy walls are hurting said, from the banging I just gave you. I'm sorry, I made you feel like you had to use your maiden name. He could have just, he just, he fucked it all the way up. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, at least before, not fuck my own pussy up first. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna at least make on, sure man. I get in there before I at start bringing this shit. At least be silent, just nod like yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. he didn't even have to say shit. Yep, yep. I miss you too. And it's the minimal, and he'd have been fine. They'd have been just, just perfect. Yeah. I mean, he called yeah. my man Argyle. Was day. like, yeah, I just fucked this shit up. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know if I got a place to stay or not. <laughs> Changing that last name was petty. That's all I gotta say. Um, it was petty. It was very petty. Obviously, he's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. For not letting her live her yeah, dreams. Like, all right. Yeah. If y'all talked about it, like he can go be a cop in L.A. They just as dirty as New York. <laughs> no, I was saying the same thing. Like, I love it. He was. Yes. He was. He was he was in the wrong in this situation. He he was yes he was okay he was in the wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But before we leave the him walking into the office floor of the security bit, like it seemed like he was like just the security guard was like yeah just type in and see what what floor she's on and then just go on about your business. No like sign again. No like who are you? I have that in my <laughs> notes. Let security. Yeah, I was like this. Uh, 
Okay. You just type in a name and walk in. No one gives you a, a you. You don't check shit. Yeah. Hey, well, yep. this is so. This is the thing, though. This is the thing. Remember, before nine eleven, you could walk into the airport and be right at the gate when people came back. That was a thing. So it was this the That's U.S. The airport, though. I, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying in general, the U.S. has a penchant for being reactionary. And so, oh shit, something happened. We got to put shit in place to make sure it doesn't happen again, as opposed to trying to to see around the corners and use their intelligence to make sure that we don't do something. So I bet I'm going to go as far as to say that they were shooting up office buildings and shit in the 80s, in the 90s. I don't think that shit ever went away. Like to be, yeah. it seems crazy to have security guards. Two of them. There was two of these motherfuckers. Yeah, security guards are waste. They just walk past them. Security guards are waste. Like it was nothing. I wouldn't. I, basically, if you have security guards on your staff, you're paying these niggas to watch fucking Netflix, ninety nine point nine percent of the time. And if something does jump off, they're not getting paid enough to fucking shoot a motherfucker or put their their lives in line. No, I'm not saying that, that, but you can say, hey, do you have an appointment, nigga? Yeah. Why are you here? Like, show me True. your your. Show oh, me your ID. He said he was, Sign into the roster he, so I know who fucking showed up here. <laughs> at the minimum, right? This thing was like search your name, go up there. He could been in to kill her, and they would have they would have did yeah. shit. Like, like, oh well, hell, if this yeah. was uh, what four years earlier, Arnold as the Terminator could just walk right upstairs. Sarah Connor would have been dead. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's go. Like, it was like it was more lax, like super lax. Like, it was very, what's yeah. the point even having security guard there? Dog, you gotta understand, man. Like, people used to be deterred by niggas just being around. Like, legit. Like back in the day, like, like you I could mean, you could get into places by just being confident. We've done it. We got into the club by being like, "Hey, that's my girl over there. She got me in. Let's go." And just walking in, it, it happens. Like people, was, I was gonna say, like, I just got a hunchback. It's not a not a half gallon of pop off in my bag. <laughs> I don't know what you guys talking. About. I was a nerd. Too. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, even the cop in this film, he was like, "Well, if it looks like there's a security guard. If there was some weird shit happening, like, then he'd be acting differently." I'm gonna. Leave. That's what I'm well, saying. I guess I need to check it out. That was well, yeah, fat, lazy what, that's, cop. That's what I'm saying. It's Christmas Eve. He's like, "I don't have time for this. I got. I bought twelve honey buns. No, that nigga gave one my pregnant wife." Mm, he had just yeah. loaded up on fucking bonbons. Yes. Yes. Twinkies. That nigga had the itis. And he was a death He had a memorized. He, like, he had really, the ingredients of the fucking shit. Twinkies memorized, son. Yeah. He was ready yeah. to spit Man, that car wins low. <laughs> so fat. Hey, but can we talk about how when he does get upstairs and, you know, she takes him to her little executive suite or whatever. She got her own bathroom or whatever. This nigga's taking a whore bath. And I just found that shit so funny. Like, he just... Dabbing the underarms, and I was like, hey, you know, he's got the play. Yeah. Like, we, we don't know if he's already showered. Like, what he, he has, has to, like, take a be shower honest, before has. you get yeah. on the on the flight. He, he's been on a long. It's a long ass flight from New York to LA. That's real. Yeah, it's, a little hope bath is okay, but it's not a full. Can we tell about before that? He walks my in. Man, my man's man doing blow on the desk. Holly desk. Oh my notes. On her, Harry Ellis, the ball is a fucking asshole. Missed the spot. He, Dog, did, he did a clean line on her desk. Of this nigga. Dog. It wasn't even clean line. It, it was bad red powder. <laughs> everywhere. That was just a waste and of they coke. Never, they never said anything about like, I wish I would come back to my desk and see like a mad power nigga walk away like, my bad bro. I'm just here. <laughs> Can just, I add that the boss knew that Harry, Harry Ellis wasn't shit because the boss introduced John McClane like, this is Holly's husband who's a cop. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was trying he was to tell him. Yeah. He knows. 
That nigga must he really like, need him, though. Exactly. He's he right. closing deals. There's those Thai thing. Yeah, that, the fucking... The big boss, he must but have needed also, Atlas for something. And again, reason. you know, holiday party. I, I was taking this as holiday party in the 80s, you know. Um, so coke? Because, like, mad people were, like, busting in their office basically trying to fuck somebody. It was like, oh, yeah. shit, there's somebody in here? Oh, my bad. Let's find These motherfuckers are the reasons why we don't have holiday parties in corporate America anymore right I, now. I was, I was thinking that, too. I was like, this looks like so much fun. Mm. Like, I wish I could have a holiday party now. At work. Uh, yeah, yeah. We had holiday parties up until yeah. COVID. Yeah, that's oh, really? I been going for a okay. while. Hey, and we used to, they used to pour out the shots, mm. free drinks. Oh, it's like, man. hey, we used to have, uh, we had, uh, the last one I went to, they had at the Ren saying, it was like, hey, make sure you get a room at this kind of prices tonight for you guys. Oh. Free liquor. It was, it was great. We had the execs pouring up the shots. To the listeners, all of our eyes never got big it. when he just said all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Before my company changed, they used to do it big. So, but, right. but yeah, like like pre pre COVID, like that would have been a dope time. BC you know before saying? COVID, convivial occasions that would have been a dope time. And I was I was sad that I missed out on this office party doom that they were having because it looked like they were having a great time. Yeah, people were I mean, doing coke bumps. They were fucking random bitches. They were having a good time. <laughs> Sounds like yeah, a fucking fantastic you time. For real. You guys that work for fun corporations. Yeah, you know, that, that coke shit is normal for you know. Yeah, that's or was true. that just they, the eighties in a nutshell? Was it just well, coke they, and fucking in the in the eighties? And you know, Prince music. I think like, that's workplace. That's just yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. That's like just, I can tell you now. There's there's sex. There's drugs at the workplace most of the time. So mm-hmm. very true. Very true. It just depends on your setting. So yeah, um, my my man's upstairs in Holly's office now. We've we've seen coked out Ellis. Um, we've seen um, John fumble the rock. Yeah, John John fumble the rock after she she gave him the perfect pass right between the numbers, and he's just like, I don't yeah. want it. I don't want it. Um, and then she has to go give like a speech because you know like we said earlier Holly's a big fucking deal at this place she's basically the Ron Burgundy of this company and he seems to be the person who does the yep. most work yeah yeah. well at least on this example we've seen on Christmas yeah. Day yeah Christmas that's true because they're all like jerking each other off circle jerking you know how execs do and she's like hey how we need you to do this work right now so she's running back and forth signing paperwork and shit yeah um, and yeah then um, she she leaves to go Back to her, her parting peoples. Uh, John's in the room, you know, head held low because he knows he just fucked up. And then Hans and the boys show up. My man's Hans Gruber. Classic, One of the greatest classic, film villains guy. of all time. One of them. And yeah. I, I, I am such a Alan fan Gruber of Alan Rickman. I am such a fan of Alan Same. Rickman. <laughs> um, but yes, Hans motherfucking Gruber showed up. So before we go on, I have to say this. I always love Alan Rickman as a bad guy. And it's gonna sound he's a you know, this movie the first one I've ever seen him in. There's another movie, um <laughs> it's gonna sound so bad. Robin Hood with oh, yeah. Kevin Costner. I remember yep. that. He played that. the sheriff of Nottingham and this nigga was despicable <laughs> in that movie too. He was more despicable than this one. 
So let's say I always remember Alec Rickman. Rickman. And also Professor Snake. I always Snake. remember. Sorry. Yeah, I always remember him from Galaxy Quest. Like like Hans mm-hmm. Gruber and Galaxy Quest are like my two fondest memories of Alan. And I'm like the nerd of this yeah, group. The dude was Professor Snape from Harry Potter. Like that's a no, no, no. You, you. <laughs> but he wasn't a, but he wasn't a villain. <laughs> he was villainous. But if you know he the Potter story, he wasn't a villain. Yeah, he has some darker well, qualities. Oh, yeah, but I didn't watch Harry Potter in full until I was like, yeah, I was in I actually, college. When honestly, I'm gonna hold you up. Shit. I just watched all of them in chronological order, chronological order, like a few months what? ago. I did too. Uh, like, yes. the first, like I seen the first movie. I saw like the Sorcerer's Stone, and I haven't seen any other movies until my girlfriend forced me to watch them like three months ago. I still only it's seen the good, first it's four. A good series. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I only, only seen the first four. four. Well, I had a my first Harry Potter experiences have always been personal to me. They've been very good memories good. outside of actually watching Harry Potter. Fair enough. I never finished the film for various reasons. You're pulling that train into Hogwarts. Yes, <laughs> I, I was about. To, I was just about to say. I was just about to say. I'm like, I, I don't want That's know. part of the reason why I never made it past four because I actually was forced to watch them with an ex girlfriend, and I was like, I don't really want to watch this, and I just would grab her head and just do one of these numbers. But yes, it just Alan Harry Rick. Potter was my movie. I don't know what happened, so I was like, this is like my go to. That's like my playbook now. Like, hey, what you doing? Coming over? Let's watch Harry Potter. <laughs> so uh, I was the only one trying to get trying to figure out what house I was of uh, a sort or belonging to. Uh, Slytherin, by the way. You all was busy trying to Slytherin your your members until women's. Wow. Again, <laughs> listeners, I am the nerd of this group. It was accomplished. <laughs> We're all nerds here. That's fine. Right. And house Slytherin all, all, all day. Permission given to Slytherin in. Slytherin in. Slytherin. But um, yeah. So yeah. Alan Rickman and the crew comes in. And dog, to your point, B, like I love Alan Rickman. Uh, these group of ragtag, I don't even know what they were. They weren't really terrorists. They were just fucking foreigners no, that, that the U.S. identified as terrorists. But this group of motherfuckers, they came in on the scene like we're not fucking around. He didn't ask the security guard not one goddamn question. Shot that motherfucker. Point blank with a fucking silence PP7 like it was Goldeneye. Yep. They proceed to start cutting wires and opening up a fucking server cabinet with a circular saw. Like these niggas are serious. And hey, they're no, walking around too. with the MP5s. Fucking there's a up. couple times they took the silences off so you niggas can hear what's going mm-hmm. on. They're like, yeah, we we need everybody to hear this shit. One thing I love too is um. You know, people talk about, uh, let me be a little bit biased here, Damon. People talk about Jurassic Park being like the first time you see like a black IT guy, whatnot. But no, the black IT guy <laughs> in this film is a hero to me. He's a legend. He put in mad work. This hero. dude was great. He was hacking into stuff. He was like boss people around. He hooked them up with like, you know, surveillance and whatnot. And he used to bark back and forth. And he got knocked out by Argyle. Yeah, he did. He yeah, got knocked out by Argyle. Reason number two why Argyle is a real, real ass nigga. He, he didn't it. die. <laughs> no black person died in this film. Oh, oh no. Except but that nigga's doing the time for this whole shit, though. Ooh, that's right. Every white person is dead but him. Ooh, I think he can't back. snitch yeah. nobody out either. Mm. So IT loses again. Ooh, a little rough. Yeah. Yes, as yeah. they always do. He Fix my fucking computer, Kevin. Back to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Hans and the gang show up. Um, they, I, 
announce themselves by you know ringing the bells with sub semi-automatic weapons in the lobby (laughs) um and then they're like all right this is what's happening now wrangle people up knocking door to door johnny mac is uh listening like what the fuck is that he's like oh he's taking his whole he just fits his whole back he's like man i fucked up and then he was like, oh, have his shoes real. on. Let, yeah. let, let me let me jiggle and grab my grab my gun that I just carry around everywhere. Um, <clears throat> and then he yeah. uh, proceeds to start investigating, which I, I think kicked this movie in, in the right gear. I, I feel like having already seen like the previous ones and having already seen this one before, like I was still like amped up, like oh shit's about to get happen, like the hunt's about to start. I'm trying to remember what my reaction was the first time I saw this film like if I was like like how I felt like like do any of you remember like the first time you felt when you got to this part of the movie like was it like intrigued was it like oh it's about to get real I was annoyed I was like why can't you just grab your shoes bro they're right there like (laughs) and then when I first saw this movie like well surely he'll probably get some out I'm like the whole movie he's barefoot like what? But they but yeah. they talk about it. They got small they feet. About it. The they big do. ass Germans got small feet. You know. I was yeah. so annoyed. He reached for and his again, gun. He didn't get the shoes. It's like it was. Just, I mean, but that's the I magic mean, of that movie. He had to make a choice. He had he 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 peeked out. He saw them wrangling niggas up, and then he saw the exit. Mm-hmm. So he could have tiptoed back, but then the guy might have been at the door. Already. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's a matter of of priority, right? And yeah, I get it. You don't want to be walking around with no shoes, but when you think about it it's like okay I gotta have my protection and I'm walking around in an office building like how bad can it be you're not like walking around in the woods if you're walking around in the woods you better get them fucking hiking boots out cause your feet are gonna be stabbed up with with, with sticks and stones and all that yeah. shit but yeah. again another example of a payoff right The he's, he's walking around with no shoes and we'll get to it later but they set it up also I want y'all did y'all pay attention to the, the color of his beater he had a pristine yep. white oh, yeah. beater on. It, it told the tale of the movie. Yes. It told the yes. tale of the movie. That nigga had just put that shit on before he left New York, mm-hmm. straight out the pack, the Hanes A shirt, as yep. they called him, and, and put that shit on. That shit was brown meat camouflage. Brown. <laughs> brown. <laughs> brown. <laughs> brown. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, at, at this point, like, I'm not gonna narrate the specifics of the, of the film, like. Bang bang pow pow yippee kaye bits happen. Uh, we, we can <laughs> chime into our specific memorable moments, but um, something that I always recall when I watch this film is basically there there was a show on on YouTube that like calculates you know like probabilities of like actually surviving said events, and like, I remember I saw the one about Die Hard one, and it was like it would have taken like five John McClane to actually survive this like they were counting off the times that he should have died as part of yeah. this movie yeah. I mean the, the, the roof scene specifically was yeah mm-hmm. yeah. I because I, I, the movie's so good and I know the time period it's egregious that he survived that he jumped off the building yeah. of the explosion with a fucking fire hose, um, fire hose wrapped around him very loosely tied off. Very loosely tied, yes. by the way. I'm sure when he hit, it would have snapped. I, I was watching him because I've recently gotten into. He would have never knots. hit. It just would have. He's would have fell. He, he made he a boulder. He made a boulder. That's a strong knot. No, the, no, the no. whole hose ripped off the wall. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That yeah. happened. Yeah. But here's the one thing I will say: outside of the the clear ridiculousness of some of the action scenes, 
this was still grounded in reality in the fact that he tried to alert the police and get them to do their fucking job. So I appreciated that. And I want to get to that. Oh, yeah. I want to get to that. Because, like, I want to say this movie may have been the proprietor, kind of like what Kevin Tracy was talking about earlier, but I, I've seen it in multiple movies going forward, but it's like, what did you want the cops to do? Because, like, obviously you don't want them to storm the building because, you know, you don't really know what's going to happen. But so, so let like, them know something's fucked up and right. they try to do something. It's well, better than one nigga. The beautiful part of this film is that that was part of the plan. Right. Right. Which was That they crazy. wanted the cops to eventually come. Yeah. They wanted the FBI to come yep. because they knew what their tactics were going to be mm-hmm. and they were going to use it against them. Yeah. yeah. It was not for John McClane being super cop. Yeah. Everybody fucking dies. Yep. They get away with the fucking money and everybody dies. And they just drive out the ambulance. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because they were close to it. Had he not been there, it, that exactly is what would have happened. Yeah. But I'm just appreciative of the fact that like, uh, this movie came out in 88, right? But it, it was very 90s in terms of action films. Like, it, it, it had some ridiculousness to it. But at the same token, it set the stage for you know what a regular ass nigga with no superpowers nothing and and a multitude of things working against him can do and so I, you know I like the fact that he at least tried when did Commando come out 87 no 85 Commando came out 85 cause honestly Commando was like the last like re- like completely ridiculous mm-hmm. awesome movie in the 80s that came out yeah and this one I know there was some crazy parts but it was we're transitioning away from the yep. Arnold big, super strong, mm-hmm. you know, action hero guy. Wanted to be more of an everyday the, man, like you said. Yep. Yes. Yeah. A non-muscular, balding cop. Yeah. Saves the day. But not his Which marriage. is kind of weird, though. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. We don't know. If, if you, they, they left it in a good place for this movie. But we see yeah. in the franchise, he fucked it up again. But what, what, are, what are some of the memorable events that stuck out to you all? All right, one of my favorite, most iconic scenes to me is um, he's already killed the first terrorist and he sent him down the, the elevator with the ho-ho-ho and the yep. shirt and the Christmas Christmas hat. fat, number one. Go ahead. Yep. <laughs> Fuck you. All right. And so <laughs> later on when he's running from the guy's brother who has a heart on to kill him for the whole oh, yeah. movie oh, yeah. and he fucks the plan up completely because they could have had him mm-hmm. in the elevator shaft. But he, because he wanted to kill him instead of trapping him in the elevator shaft and just moving on with the plan, he wants to kill him so bad. So, this is another ridiculous part in the movie that I didn't think about until I saw it again. He uses the submachine gun to hold himself up in the elevator shaft. And then he's dangling between floors. He falls. He catches on to a vent shaft. That didn't have a vent cover on it. No, luckily, just, just, just happy, just, just happy to not have a bit cover on it. But then that scene when he's crawling through and he turns the the lighter on that he gets from the bag, and he's having this monologue with himself like, "Oh yeah, going to L.A. having a good time," you know. <laughs> I lo- I love that scene because it's shot so well. Because you think it about was. it, they it's dark, and you just see him mm-hmm. kind of crawling through. And he turns it on, and then you just have him like staring out like. And going back to David's original <laughs> yeah. point, like the setups and the payoffs, because you saw him pull that lighter out of the bag, and he was like, "I may be able to use this later." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and it it was not only a setup in his favor, but also a setup against him because the dude seen it light up, mm-hmm. 
and he saw yep. the light in the in the shadow. He's like, all right, I know this motherfucker's in the ventilation system. And had he not got the call to like, hey, get the fuck over here, he probably would have murked his ass. He tried to. Did he throw a bomb down there? He just uh, shot. No, nah, yeah, he was shooting at the the duck work. What's the other scene when they throw the bomb and all right, you know, he survived many a time yeah. on a slim margin. Yeah. That that was after they shot yeah. the glass to like fuck up his feet. Then they they threw the little bomb. No, that's near the end. This is before the glass. Right. You talking about when he threw the bomb down the elevator shafts? When McLean did? Is that what you're talking about? There was one, I, I can't remember. He oh, no, no, elevator you're... shaft and it goes off. He's like, jump out the way or some shit. He survived like four explosions in this That movie. was, yeah, when he yeah, dropped yeah. the yeah, bomb he, yeah, down the elevator shaft. Yeah. And the, okay, the flame yeah. shot C4, up. that's right. C4 to yeah. a CRT mm-hmm. monitor full of mercury. Yeah. But no one hears this shit. That's that's the funny part of them. They're having a full on gun battles throughout this fucking building on the roof. Explosions happen and it doesn't get reported until later on. Like, come on, dog. Well, like no one hears this submachine guns firing off. Maybe you hear guns from far away. Maybe again, the movie is at Christmas. Like maybe everybody is away. Maybe they're not in the office except for this one particular company. Because Alan Rickman's well, no, the building's not being it's not complete. They own the whole building. But I'm yeah. saying that no one outside the building close no, by. No, that's what I'm saying. The this, other buildings, their their employees are at home. But um, because Alan Rickman's yeah, okay, character so, was saying was like, "Yo, like these guns are loud. Niggas are gonna hear this. Like, there's cops outside. Like, I don't want them to hear you shooting right now." <laughs> I would argue that okay. if the window a window wasn't broken or they weren't shooting outside, that nobody would hear it. Like, I mean, you're on the thirtieth floor of a, a building in on Christmas Eve. I, I, I'm fine with that. Outside of, you know, when they shoot outside on the roof, yeah, niggas are going to hear that. But when you're shooting in that building, I don't think that people will hear that. I, I That's just, I don't know. That's just my thought. But um, especially in know, L.A. Explosions are pretty loud, though. I don't, I don't know. Explosion? Yes. Sounds. No. But at that point, everybody was already on scene. Niggas knew about the explosion. Everybody was already on scene. I'm just talking about the random gunfire. I think when they were on the roof, they should have heard that. Like Yeah, on the roof, outside. definitely. Yeah, no, I agree because it would carry. It would carry. And, and again, like I, I wasn't uh, super gripey about about that. No, me but. either. I just pointed out that yeah. I feel like someone should have been alerted earlier. Like they were having full on machine guns. Like when I talk, you you know how it sounds when you go into the the um, shooting range. You have those fucking things on. I know it's it's yeah. impacting everything else, but guns are loud as fuck. They, they are. But yeah. I, I was also thinking to myself, I'm like, even if that cop was in the first floor. Like you know, Carl Winslow was on the first floor. They're on the thirtieth floor of a fucking skyscraper. He's not hearing shit going on up there. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I I can accept that. I'm just saying that guns are loud. That's my only point. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. And C4 blowing up is loud, but I, I would imagine that'll that'll make some ears ring. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about you, Tracy? Any any memorable scenes that stuck out from you? I had one, but then after the rewatch, I'm like. The whole Harry Ellis going full fledged '80s guy and going like, "Hey, I'm your guy. I can do the negotiation." <laughs> One of these terrorists is just like this deal. the closest deal, and like he's he's like really like just the boss of this guy. This overconfidence. And then one thing I noticed, like yeah. the whole him, the call between him and um, McLean, the tension between it. I kind of that was like my favorite scene because one little caveat I noticed, like right when it kind of blew up in his face, you notice before. He dies. What did he drink? Coca Cola. So Coke. his last, basically, mm-hmm. it was like his last hit of Coke. 
I like it. I never speak that up. That's like a good one. Yeah. Good but then that whole scene yeah. of him. Hey, he was doing mad bumps. Oh, yeah. But, like, yeah, that, that whole scene. they were in the fucking scene, area. I think was, like, cleverly shot. I think the tension and just knowing that this guy's about to die. But how is he? And then when he knows, you know, oops, I, I fucked up. He takes his last little sip of coke, <laughs> you know, shaking, <laughs> puts mm-hmm. it down, and then, you know, Han shoots him, you know, with this wonderful nickel-plated uh, pistol that he has, whatever. That gun was, like, unusually was lit. Shiny. Yeah, so. It was very shiny. Yeah. But that whole that whole scene was my favorite scene. He deserved scene to get shot, though. Oh, yeah, he, he definitely did. Yeah. Because what, did. what, what, you know they just took your boss back mm-hmm. there and murdered him. So what... Why would you think you're gonna negotiate? Because your he took a line of coke before like, the stuff happened. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he, he thought and he, he wanted to plow McLean's wife. <laughs> yeah, try to be a fucking yeah. hero. I, bro. I can like, do both. I can save the day and fuck fuck his wife. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. This coke makes me strong. I'm tired right. of niggas. Hey. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but that's my favorite. Um, but you know, she like his wife kind of fucked shit up too. She could have kept her fucking mouth shut. When she first found out that like it was her husband was doing all this shit, yeah. she told him that. Like, and then even when after that nigga got killed, she told that other girl like, "Oh, he's still alive, bitch. Be quiet. Well, yeah, I was thinking, shut too, the fuck me. up." Because I was surprised that even in his coked up state, he didn't spill all the beans. Because like he basically was a liar. I was like, "Yeah, I told him me and you yeah. were friends from way back." <laughs> but they would have. All right, I'll. I'll say this as a small defense, just to, you know, argument's sake. They knew who he was already. Like, I mean, like, uh, the Coke guy already knew that he was a cop from New York. They knew his background, knew who the fuck he was. But she didn't have to say anything from the beginning. And they knew he wasn't amongst the people. Yeah. So I think it wouldn't take too much to figure out who he was. Right. Well, but, so I think it was gonna come out anyway. But he didn't—he didn't, he didn't yeah. meet very many people when he got there. Like he—he he only met like a handful, and even then, like her, her, her. He met her, that guy though. Yeah. So he, he and like her going yeah. by um, her maiden name, like they would have been able to figure out it was him. And even prior to the point where Alan Rickman actually saw him, like even if that picture wasn't like face down, like he still would have had some an- an- anonymity. Um, well, yeah, I think it Ellis, was more so. Chris, name was Ellis. Yeah. It was more so because he didn't have any leverage against him until he found out his full identity is what what I think, you know, Brian's kind of saying. Like, they knew he was somebody. Because clearly, you're not going to have a fucking group of mercenaries start getting murked. And it's just some random dude. You know what I mean? So, I get that part. It was just the... Yeah, but I also agree with you guys saying that she could have shut the fuck up. Yeah, 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 she definitely should have. More. I mean, Els could have stayed in his little Elf's coked gonna, up bubble and just, you know, kept his mouth shut. Well, he else was going to fuck up in the beginning because he felt like he was trying to be, you know, certainly, you know how these guys are. They want to be, yeah. in, they feel like they're in control of mm-hmm. every situation despite how fucked up it is. We have a friend yeah. like this. Marcus is kind of like <laughs> that sometimes. <laughs> fuck that. I love Marcus. He's one of my best friends. But he can have this mm-hmm. ridiculous overconfidence sometimes. And if you tell him, like, yo, bro, it's not going to, don't do that. It's not going to work. And he ends up breaking something in your house. That's fair. Wow. That's fair. Like you, you know um, how it goes. Hey, Marcus, don't do, yep. don't, don't do this. Don't, don't try to pretend like you're playing soccer outside and jiggle the ball. Out. No, man, I got it. Brian warned you. He was. He, yeah. Once he started drinking, this was gonna happen. And <laughs> <laughs> your bathroom gets broken. Yeah. yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> Dave, you remember? Uh, 
Like somebody was wrestling and would like slam somebody through that table <laughs> in front of your place. <laughs> no, that was me <laughs> fucking with Brian. <laughs> no, I think that was me. That was me fucking with Brian one day. We did the the dash yeah. boot and yeah, the yeah, yeah. and the five shot. I told him, say, like, Dave, don't jump on my fucking back. Yeah, he's like, stop fucking with me, dog. And I kept fucking with him, and he flipped me into the table, and my heel went right through Simo's chest set and into the fucking glass table. Simo would have a chest set on a table. There's nothing wrong with chest sets. There's nothing at all. I'm going to flip you off my back. Don't do that. I totally see Simo have (laughs) an antique chest set on a table for no reason. That shit was funny, though. B told me. He was like, chill out, dog. You got to calm down. And my fucking foot went right through that goddamn chest set. That shit was funny. Um, that was a fight time. Um, so, so, yeah. Um, yes. Dan, you got any memorable moments of the film that stuck out to you? Yeah, so uh, a couple. Um, you know, obviously this film is full of quotables, but one that's kind of obscure that I think Kevin Tracy can relate to is, you know, after Carl Winslow got there, he realizes that, okay, there's something fucked up. Let's get the fucking cops here. Well, a body and, comes to the window in the car, so that's kind of yeah. big. It's a little more than obscure. A big sign. Like, no, he, no, he didn't just figure it out. Like, he threw a fucking body out the window and they shot his shit up. Sometimes I'm part of the universe. Swiss cheese. My car, Swiss like, cheese. Swiss cheese, my car. Hey, that nigga had the most panicked call for backup ever. <laughs> that shit was so funny. He was like, hey, man. He, 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 he shoot me up. Yeah. He put his head and his scar went away instantly. He never bled oh, yeah. Black people mess. You know, yeah. that's the fucking balding haircut, dog. Like, when you got the widow's peak and the receding hairline, like, that's just how it works, dog. You know, right. it Yeah, y'all would know that, away, wouldn't y'all? Let my shit grow back? Yeah, yeah. Shut up, nigga. You, Shut up. Shut up. You better man, be fuck, careful, Tracy. You, you want to jinx yourself. That hair will fall out tomorrow. Yeah. I can't grow a beard, yeah, so that's my, that little that's my sponge. curse. <laughs> yeah, you go to use a little sponge to make your little shit locks look halfway decent, then your fucking hair fall out. That's what will happen. <laughs> wow. But the memorable part that I was talking about... Hate, hate, well, hate, hate. Hate, yeah. <laughs> the most diabolical hate <laughs> in the world. Um, was uh, when the cops get there, and there's there's a scene where this guy says, "Send in the car, send in the car, send in the car," <laughs> and and there's a fantasy football podcast that Kevin Tracy and I listen to that they regularly use that drop <laughs> for Derek uh, Carr when they're talking about Derek Carr. <laughs> so it, that was funny to me. Um, <laughs> but you know, there's another scene <laughs> where uh, you know they're kind of going back and forth. John McClane's talking to the cops. They're like, "No, you guys fucked this up." And he's like, hey, dude, like, you know, he's talking shit to John McClane. He's like, I'm not the one that got butt fucked on national TV. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Nargyle was laughing at that, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, it was just a few. It was more so the quotables, you know what I mean? Like, that I that I really liked. A lot of slimy characters in this movie. More than I remember. Like, yeah. the media guy. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Like no, that's the media aspect of this movie was actually my turn off to the movie. It was like, why are we focused on the stupid media? Like, I don't understand. Like, it was just annoying. And then I I understood later on. It it, it, it just wanted, it just wanted to have some setup for why he got punched in the face at the end of the movie. Yeah. No, the setup was that's how they found out about his wife. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, That was that was what that payoff was. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Because, I mean, otherwise, they wouldn't have known. They, they would have, you know, Ellis that got blasted. It would His his John McClane's connection to anybody else there would have died with him. So the fact that that news story came on 
And and that's when he picked up the picture, like, oh shit, is this motherfucker right but here? But the whole bringing in a yeah, terrorist expert weird. to say what they was gonna do, I'm like, you could have cut that, and this movie would not have been that long. But it's just, I was I was a little bit. That was my one little nitpick. Was... So I, I can feel that. Like the, the two the two scenes that that stood out for me was um, Alan Rickman had. He has a very recognizable voice, right? Hans had a very recognizable voice. It's like he found him, and then you know he he started you know oh please don't shoot me you're one of them type deals, and like Turned at first for a second accent. like I believed mm-hmm. him. Well, I I, be- I believe that John McClane was believing him, and then mm-hmm. I want to say it's when he saw like the names on the list he was like you just picked a random ass nigga that works here. Like <laughs> also I think that he knew these guys weren't so sloppy. Let's let some random motherfucker get up there. Right. Exactly. He's fought for his life for hours at this point. So, like, this random dude that just so happens to be on the roof, and he had already been on the roof. This is, like, his second time up there. Yeah. So it's like, how did you get away and get up here now? You know what I mean? I want to say he might even caught a a glimpse of Hans. No, because, like, I was thinking, I was looking for that this time. Like, when they were first in the elevator, like, Hans was, like, just out of his out of view mm-hmm. like he saw the the other guy but Hans okay. he heard him talking but he couldn't see him but um I mean but if that's the case like he should have known that he wasn't a good guy but what, whatever it happened I, I thought that no, was no I think he was just he should have turned around and shot him the fuck up that's what I thought should have happened he should have been like oh yeah, he should have been and then movie over yeah but yeah. we got an iconic scene after yeah, that so I was, I was gonna say and that, that was my second yeah. one and like um like look um my, my girlfriend had told me this too. Like he, he was hanging out the window. Like uh, from from a directorial standpoint, like they told him they're gonna drop him on three, and they actually dropped him on one. So like the look of fear that he had when he fell off the roof was like genuine. <laughs> oh, that's really? Yeah. Oh, that's dope. I didn't know cool. that. Hmm. Interesting. That, hey, that's that's a great scene though. Like the terror in that nigga's face. He's like, <gasps> he's about to shoot him. He had like, I'm well, I'm about to die. I'm about to shoot you, mother. Like, like oh. I'm an actor. I'm ready. I'm, I'm waiting. To, I'm waiting on three. He was like, wait, they went with Harley. Yeah. <laughs> and like, imagine that though. Yeah. And in general, like, I, I think that's like that's worked for a couple of times in a couple of big movies. Like, I, I remember like, uh, Ridley Scott used to do that a lot. And like, the, he did it in the first Alien movie. Like when he, when they were first doing like the reveal, like he didn't tell anybody at the table like that shit was gonna happen, and everybody freaked the fuck out. <laughs> All the the, uh, the 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 stomach scene you talking yeah, about? Yeah, the yeah, the chest baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like it worked, yeah. I, and I thought you know, I would have given like that scene in itself would have um, justified that film being nominated for like film editing there, uh, in terms of, like you were able to capture like a truly authentic. Um, moment like that, but we got nominated um, for editing. Yes, we got nominated Those for best sound, be best sound effects, editing, editing, visual effects, and film editing. And no, I don't know cinematography, but no, I was just saying, I was thinking in my mind before I looked yeah. at yeah. it. Just... And I do think, um, as I was watching this, like I feel like the special effects they held up, like in, in terms of like, like seeing it now, like I didn't see anything that was like crazy egregious. I was like, yeah. I, I like it. It was just mad explosions, bro. Yeah. Like they didn't have to yeah. do like CGI or nothing crazy like that. All right, blow. It was well, a Michael Bay tell... before Michael in... Bay made a Michael Bay. Movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you could tell in like I don't know if it was because I watched the 4K version, but you could kind of see like the explosions were overlays. 
So, like, you could see kind of, like, the outline of the fire when it, like, it, it first plumed. But, I mean, there's no other way to do that outside of actually blowing up this fucking building. You know what I mean? So, up, like, you know, not yeah. put on time, blow up the rinse in. Exactly. Like that. like, that's yeah, it's like, if anything, they would implode it because that's safer. But, you know, they're not going to do that. They're not going to just allow you to detonate a fucking building. So, I get it. But, yeah, I, I thought the, the effects held up. Um, it was just insane to see so many explosions. When they brought out the rocket launcher and blew up that fucking yeah. tank, that shit was yeah. dope. <laughs> they shot it There's twice, too. Good. I'm thinking off the top of my head, there was mm-hmm. the blow up in the, the building with the C4 and dropped it on the shaft. Mm-hmm. He blew up the tank. He dropped the bomb. That same bomb he dropped, I mean, blew up the first, like, whole first yeah. floor. I, right. I, they blew up mm-hmm. the roof. I, mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to pause for a second. I was like, "Helicopter got blown you up. You must have caused yep. some structural damage. You just destroyed an entire floor here, buddy. Like, <laughs> the, the building's not like swaying after that." <laughs> yeah. Nah, I'm not gonna tell me spent no expense. No, no expense. expense. His, Those Japanese dollars and <laughs> and strong Western engineering. <laughs> oh, one of my other favorite lines too was when he's first trying to contact the police. And for whatever reason, they're like, is this really an emergency? You need to call 911. <laughs> he was like, yes, yeah, emergency. No fucking shit, lady. Do I sound like I'm trying to order a goddamn pizza? So, I don't know why. <laughs> then they start firing machine guns in the back. She's like, what's that? I'm like, bitch, it's right. this machine gun, don't it? She literally took her headset off because it was so loud. Like, bitch, come on. Help, help a yeah, nigga out. Dispatcher took an L on that one. Please. Hey, can you send, yeah. can you please send the cop yeah. car to drive around and see if No, you're doing good? it wrong, right? She literally, like, you could hear the sigh. She's like, uh, can you send a dispatcher over there? Yeah. Like, it, yeah. like a true fucking king. <laughs> fucking bitch. Jesus and, Christ. Like, I don't know. I think if I heard a machine gun and an explosion in the background, I think I'd take it just a tad seriously. Yeah. yeah so I was calling so. on the emergency line. Yeah, there, there was no sense of panic in her, in, her, in her eyes. She was like, I mean, I guess we'll send a car just to shut them up. Um, also, and again, like, it was probably new at the time or new ish at the time, but I'm I'm often turned off by seeing like cops dealing with the situation and then FBI shows up and like, This is my scene now, dickheads. I'm in charge. I'm gonna do some stupid shit, but it's alright because I'm I'm with the FBI. Like I did get a kick I did get a giggle out of Johnson and Johnson and they were just like, No, the other one. No, we're not related. This is Agent Johnson. No, the white one. <laughs> you know that was the uh, you know that one of them was a Bond villain from um, License to Kill. The yes. yeah, the one, yeah, the older one. Yeah. I also the Hispanic. I wanted to point out too, Sean, that um, a few people noticed about me, but my dream job is actually to be an FBI special agent, and this is one of the few films where you just have to just bury your head, bury my head in my my hands, like oh my god, this is the most embarrassing FBI stuff ever, because it was just. It was like well because with the FBI and that was like none of, none of this made sense. Cut off the power. They wanted you to do that. Everyone knew. Even the cop was like, "Oh, the FBI is using their you know the standard procedure terrorist stuff." The terrorists knew they was doing that. The cops, Carl Winslow knew they was doing that. It was just it's like the FBI did all this. This old dude could just go in a helicopter and not shoot someone because he wanted to. It was the most <laughs> embarrassing display. Yeah. Of the Federal Bureau of Investigation ever seen. As for someone whose dream is to work for them, I was like, "Oh, this is hilariously embarrassing." <laughs> hey, mm-hmm. it, the LAPD was just as bad. 
um, Carl, yeah. Carl Winslow was telling his boss, like, why are you trying to go in this building and do this shit? They had no, they had no clue what's going on. Zero tactical presence. Zero tactical presence. You didn't have even, nigga even with a. They shot the lights dude, off, though. John told him, like, hey, these guys know what the fuck they're doing. They seem very trained and prepped. And you just, they just totally fucking ignored it. And even if they didn't want to believe what he's saying, get your own reconnaissance. At least put a nigga with fucking night vision goggles or a telescope or, 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 or something. Guns. Yeah. yeah, directional mic. So, something. Something. They just like. Nope, they went no, in full board. They brought a fucking tank out take and everything. a tie. I'm gonna send four. I'm gonna send four niggas in here. Four, just four, and then just four niggas. Even after they shoot the lights out, and now you've clearly lost your tactical advantage or whatever you thought you had. And like your boy next to you is like, "Yo, we need to pull them back." These niggas are like sitting, sitting like ducks out there. He's like, "They're fine. They don't need that light. They're they're good." Now, yeah, because the detective was like, oh, the, the chief was like, pull him back. And he was like, we're good to go. He was like, pull him back. We're good to go. <laughs> Even there, there that, like, y'all niggas just sitting around with a heart on. Like, let's just go in. But that strategy was way better than the FBI's, like, half ass strategy. Let's cut the power off and just ride a helicopter to the roof because I want to snipe a guy. Well, well it made, the FBI shit made more sense than the, than the LAPD which shit. Which ain't saying I mean, much. Because they, had, they, thought they, they thought they had tricked them into saying, um, Releasing the victims and going up to the roof, and they're gonna use the helicopters to go off. But they're gonna go up there to try to murk all the. Terrorists. And he was like, "We're gonna lose like 30 percent of the hostages." Right, it's fine. I can live with that. Again, number. I was like, "That made the FBI look terrible." There's a, there's yeah. a because it's about who writes the yeah. story, bro. Like if they say, "Hey, we saved most of the people with this," and they can always, you know, it's always convenient to have a super villain, so they can say, "Hey, Hans, do what the fuck he was doing." So we're so glad that we saved these people. It's about controlling the narrative. What? Well, is that what they're going to do? I do have do? Yeah. one unanswerable. But you can't control a narrative when you get blown yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> I have an unanswerable question. Um, suppose if McLean, and I don't know if it's going to be safe for the end, so I'll forgive me, but uh, suppose if uh, McLean never interfered or whatnot, like, what was the terrorist, like, original plan if everyone had cooperated? Let's, okay, let's just assume that uh, the owner still gets, the boss still gets shot because he did not know the code. What was their legit plan if everyone would have cooperated? Would the terrorists would have let them, the folks in that uh, Christmas party live? Would they would have killed them well, all? Well, the plan was basically, they were they, there. I think right, they so still the plan was basically, the plan, yeah. they did. Yeah. The mm-hmm. plan was for the FBI to come there mm-hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. And so they, needed they were the, going to have the FBI land. And they're going to take the hostages up to the top. They knew that they were gonna, then the terrorists were going to blow up the fucking building. Mm-hmm. And in the confusion, they were going to slip out. In the ambulance, they already so had. So they going to cut a hostage regardless yep. via blowing the roof up. What yeah. the hell? Like, what they going yeah. Okay, never mind. Yes. All right, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I was trying to figure that one out. But Argyle fucked it up for him because he fucked up the uh, again ambulance. So they at number that point, three it matter. of why Argyle is a real ass nigga. Thank you, Brian. You just keep checking off my boxes <laughs> here. I'm, gonna... I'm not. I'm not. I'm not denying it. He was. He had some really good qualities yes. on good and bad. All good. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yes. All uh, right. Any any uh. Any other closing moments people want to share before we dive into our final thoughts? No, I mean, you mentioned it a little earlier, Sean. Uh, just the, you know, when the FBI showed up and the, the chief was like, yeah, I'm in charge. He's like, not anymore. You're not. It just reminded me of the South Park episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
you know, that's I mean, that's really it. It's just, you know, again, another payoff. We've talked about him throughout the episode. But another payoff was, you know, Carl Winslow kind of sharing his own personal story as to why he's kind of been demoted. And, you know, he accidentally shot a kid and and he's he's had trouble pulling On the trigger ever LAPD. since. On par indeed, uh, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, you know, he ends up pulling the trigger at the end and, and, and kind of saving McClane from the, the last. He draw on that nigga. He did. Blasted that motherfucker. The six shooter. Da 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 da. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it's just more commentary around the setups and the payoffs that I think are just not done well in a lot of films. And not even on a lot of other diehard films, um, but in general, I think that's what really makes this movie so great is they show you a lot of things. They draw just enough attention to them to make sure the viewer understands, uh, you know, that, hey, this is going to be important later. And they actually pay it off. So just more kudos to to the writers and, and the director for, for that. Okay. All right. Yeah, so as you go into to final grades, um, I, I want you to rank where this Die Hard movie fits for you into the franchise, and then uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll kick it off first. So as much as I enjoyed this movie, I still think my favorite is Die Hard with a Vengeance, um, and I don't not to knock anything away from um, Alan Rickman, but. I also feel like I enjoyed Jeremy Irons' character also, <clears throat> and also I, I like the 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 bit of Samuel L. Jackson being Samuel L. Jackson. Um, it was just entertaining. It was like my my introduction to to Die Hard, and even in the subsequent ones, I I put Die Hard with the Vengeance, Die Hard, and then was it Live Free and Die Hard? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. And then whatever the last one was, like I, I don't care about that one. <laughs> I mean, there's Die Hard too. I never you saw Die Hard. I I always thought for the life of me that Die Hard so with a Vengeance you... was Die Hard too. But like, I just looked it up during no. this pod. It was like, oh, there's a whole other movie I've never seen. What? <laughs> so you put Die Hard two as the last one because you've never seen it. Whoa. So. so wow. Yeah. Okay. But yes, isn't that one like Die Harder? I think I saw in like the. We just call it Die, Die Hard two. <laughs> yeah. But the, like the the tagline was "Die Harder." That was the tagline. Okay. It wasn't like part of the title itself. But yes, I'll, I'll still put my number one as um, uh, with Vengeance, then the OG, and then my number three is uh, "Live Free and Die Hard." But this film, I I found it very enjoyable, even still uh, after whatever tenth or hundredth watch this has been. Uh, I liked all the one liners. Um, as we talked about throughout the film, like I thought this one probably did the best in terms of the setups and payoffs. And I think like you said earlier, Tracy, like this this movie had a winning formula that several other movies like throughout the decade mm-hmm. and honestly, like even beyond, like it's kind of following action of movies wasn't the same films. after this. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna give this an A. Like, I I like this movie. Like, there, there's, I I have no qualms about this movie. I don't think there's like Oscar-winning actor performances here, but like, I I am thoroughly entertained by this film, and I will consistently watch it over and over again. And yes, it is a fucking Christmas movie, Brian. 
Preach. But yes. There we go. Suck <laughs> my dick. Continue. Um, you know what? Wow. We'll, we'll, we'll go to you next, Brian. Why don't, why don't you tell us your favorite of the franchise and what you rank this film? Um, I would give this one my number one spot. Uh, not by a whole lot of margin. I do think 1A and 1B would be uh, Die Hard with the Vengeance with mm-hmm. Samuel Jackson. Um, then I put Die Hard 2 and Live Free and Die Hard. I it, They tried to hold on to this franchise a little too long with that one. It's like, all right, we, we get it. You don't need uh, 70-year-old John McClane to go through this for the fourth time somehow. Uh, but I really like Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant's awesome. <laughs> Die Hard 2 is like base. I, I haven't seen Die Hard 2 since a long time. Yeah. I had to look up the tagline to remember some of the parts of it because it's based on like an airport or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah. Christmas Eve again. Because they get weak minded niggas like you to believe this is Christmas movies. Wow. I know, I know I'm agreed. I mean, you're like, overruled, so we're just listening to right. talk, but like, you know, the council has spoken. This is true. Hey, Donald Trump won the presidency. Wow. Oh, boy. <laughs> I can argue all day, fellas. Um, so, again, of all the reasons I've been listed, this movie continued to have setups and payoffs. And I think that's a lost, lost, a lot, a lot lost. Excuse me, a lost <laughs> art in movies, especially action films. They spend too much time trying to give you explosions and action without even setting up the story. And this film did it so easily, it so effortlessly. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're going to show you this one thing right here, and we're going to give it to you later on. We're not going to give you dead story paths. And so, with that. And just all the memorable scenes. I'm about to go with A as well. Like, what else can you say? Die Hard is the OG New Age action film. We see the transition from the big muscle stars of the, the 80s, you know, and Arnold and Stallone. Mm-hmm. And we get to the more regular looking guys, Bruce Willis. Harrison and Ford. So we have to appreciate it from that point of view. And also, like we said, this spawned so many other films. I think somebody, I think Kevin mentioned uh, Speed and the kind of fast-paced, try-to-be-witty type films. But, you know, so you gotta pay homage to Die Hard. It's not a Christmas film, but that's okay. You can watch it around Christmas and pretend like it is. Wow. What color is the sky in your wow. world, Brian? <laughs> Black, nigga. <laughs> Fierce fuchsia, bitch. But, uh... <laughs> Mr. Tracy, yes. would you care to go next? I was afraid you'd come to me because here's the thing. Um, I've only saw two Die Hard films, and based on what you guys are saying, there was only two that's worth watching. The original Die Hard and Die Hard with a Vengeance. And, um, I wouldn't go as far as to say that yeah, other ones aren't worth watching. I just think yeah. that the ones you mentioned are better in entertaining movies. So, unfortunately, I have to rank... Yes. Um, see, I saw Die Hard, the original Die Hard, first. Again, sophomore year in college, I saw Die Hard with a Vengeance the next day. So, <laughs> was the next day? It was sometime <laughs> that same week. I'm like, I need to see this. what else because no one told me about Die Hard too. Yeah. It's like, no, you just need to watch this one. Why? It has Samuel Jackson in it. I'm like, okay, say less. And um, so those are the two. I had to put Die Hard the original, the OG number one because what it spawned just you know it basically set the tone for other action movies. And another thing that aged really really well is just dude the title. Die Hard, like you don't get any simpler than that. Like mean, most of these action movies have like cheesy, corny 
titles, but this was just this was just raw as fuck. It's called Die Hard. Like, it just sign me up. You know what I'm saying? And then Die Hard with a vengeance. Like it's perfect. Uh, but um, yeah, Die Hard OG and Die Hard with a vengeance, and the rest, you know, fill in, fill in the blanks for me because I haven't seen them yet. And uh, wow. what, what what letter grade would you, would you give grade? give this film? A plus, one one uh, a solid action movie, one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. I mean, yes, A plus. Mm-hmm. You guys typically don't seem to give movies A plus, so I like to you know fuck up the establishment a little bit here. So yeah, have, have we I given A plus? I feel like I gave Shang Chi A plus, but I don't know. Maybe I have to look back. I think I might have given uh, Mortal Kombat. I know what y'all I gave Malignant, and that is blasphemous. But I'm not. I'm not gonna talk about it. Malignus is terrible. is a classic. <laughs> you guys are out of your mind, and I will be on you, board. You and David are terrible. You and David are all the one with that. You one. guys are crazy. No, we have to take this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are. Yeah, go ahead. Before we get to Damon's Gray, I want to say something about mm-hmm. that Hart too. The reason it's the least like film is because they try to do the exact same shit, yeah. but in the oh, airport. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. And then it was, it yeah. was entertaining. Just like I do want to watch it. I am. Yeah, exactly. Curious. They changed it up with Live Free or Die Hard. I mean, not Live Free or Die, um, Die Hard with a Vengeance. They changed right. up the the formula. The formula. A bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a it's okay. a better story. There you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It is. Dang. Uh, all right. So we got two A's and an A plus. I will say that I feel no pressure in the grade that I'm going to give because I'm steadfast in my my thoughts on the film. But I'll start with the ranking. So I've seen. Every Die Hard film, with the exception of the final Die Hard film, which is a good day to die hard, and I didn't see that on purpose <laughs> because I had no desire. I don't like these. Let me introduce my son and have him carry on the next legacy. That's why I didn't see the newest Shaft movie because I don't need to see the son of Shaft. Like I don't like. Like that's not a compelling. Uh, uh, you want to see Shia LaBeouf as Indiana Jones? I, I was just thinking that same one. Right. I was like, yeah, you saw exactly. Indiana Jones. I mean, yeah, I saw However, that. The movie wasn't predicated on that. Made. The movie wasn't. Yeah, the movie wasn't predicated on this is my son. This is the next generation of me. That's what Shaft was. That's what a good day to die hard was. That was in the trailers. Like it, it, the the I saw the fourth Indiana Jones because I love those movies. They hadn't the last one came out in that fucking eighty nine, and then the other one came out in the two thousand. So it's been too long since I seen one. But neither here nor there. I rank Die Hard with a Vengeance as number one. I fucking love it, and because of what you talked about, Brian, the formula change. This you got to figure out these clues, run to the next location. And 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 that way I don't blow up these fucking bombs, right? And it also talks about a disgraced cop that that you know honestly in his tenure as being a cop was a good cop, but just you know had a bad run and unfortunately he's left without a bunch of money, right? And and it kind of has a commentary on how employers view their employees. You know, this guy just gets a a, a gold watch and. You know, doesn't have anything else. You're thinking about speed, um, but okay, go on. Am I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much Die Hard has influenced 
the movie game. I didn't want to say it. They're like, Whoops. wait a minute. I don't remember the clanging of the gold watch. <laughs> oh, my no, God. It was Hans Gruber's brother. Was using yes, that's right. Right. It was Hans Gruber's brother. To, that's to steal right. a bunch of fucking gold. They pretend to blow up. You're right. Whoops. Wow. That's precious. Oh, shit. That's precious. Stay well, off the not- beard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my errors aside, <laughs> that's still my favorite Die Hard movie. Um, I'm supposed to be Slurry Speech podcast over here, not he you. I've been drinking speech. all day. I've been drinking since five a.m. The whole plot. I've been drinking since five a.m. So <laughs> I remember this shit pretty vividly. I just had the wrong movie on it, but yes, you're right. You're right. You're you're 100 right. Not gonna argue that. But I still enjoyed Die Hard Avengers. They were still going from checkpoint to checkpoint trying to stop these bombs. So yes, yes. that's my favorite. Die Hard Stand is number two. Go, let's go, heavy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so Die Hard with the Vengeance is my number one. This movie, Die Hard, is my second favorite. Live Free or Die Hard is actually my third favorite. And yes, I have seen Die Hard too. But to your point, Brian, it's kind of forgettable because they they recycled a formula and just put it in the airport. Again on Christmas Eve. Um, and it came out in 1990, like two years later. So they probably shot it yeah. the very next year after this one came after Die Hard came out. Yeah. They did. Yeah, they absolutely did. Money grab. I respect yep. it. Um, <laughs> and then because I made the choice not to see A Good Day to Die Hard, I have to rank that last because I didn't even want to see it. So three, one, four, two, five is my ranking. Uh, all right. So getting back to Die Hard. So many memorable scenes, so many memorable one-liners, you know, com- complete enjoyment from a action standpoint, a, um, it actually grounded this in reality. It's a regular-ass dude who's not infallible, who's not impervious to, to pain and to issues. So I just made, I think it made it more captivating. I think they did that because they were coming out of the Arnold and the the Stallone era. You got a regular ass nigga from New York, you know, that just happens to be in the in the wrong place at the at the wrong time, but still tries to do the right thing. So, I I mean, I can't like the the Hans Gruber falling off of the 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 Nakatomi Tower or is just will forever be ingrained in film cinema uh it's stuff like that yippee kaye motherfucker like yeah. i mean you can't you can't get more iconic than some of these things that happened in this film i literally had zero gripes with it i had no issues and honestly i mean i have to stay on the a train baby like i gotta give it an a like there's there's nothing to be said negative about this shit and the only reason why I can't give it an A plus is because it's not Die Hard with a Vengeance. So, having said that, I'm happy that we all enjoyed it. But going back to our original conversation around, is this a Christmas movie? <laughs> yeah, Brian, we're coming back to it. <laughs> yeah, and undoubtedly, undoubtedly, this is a Christmas movie. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly, undoubtedly yes. Just because it doesn't have some little boy running around the house throwing Tonka trucks on the ground as a trap. Or Santa Claus making people... a cameo appearance, even though we did right. see a German Santa Claus who was dead. But, you know, it's cool. Or some Christmas mm-hmm. miracle. You know, and, and yeah, no no Christmas carols. 
no snowmen, none of that shit doesn't make it not. It did have Christmas music though. Um, it did. It had mm-hmm. mad Christmas. Music. And they talked about. I miracles. mean, even oh, you're right. They did. Yeah, they did. They did. Oh, even they at did. the beginning, and it was about a family that wanted Shut their up, parents man. to be home Shut for up. Christmas. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> even at the beginning, you know, when they, when McLean gets in Argyle's limo and he's sitting in the front seat for whatever fucking reason. Uh, who's sitting in the front seat of the limo? That was weird. Because he never but, been in the limo before. He thought it was weird. Yeah, yeah he's I get to be that. Gritty New York guy. No, no, no. Was McLean like LA wanted to sit in the front. So, I, I wrote that down somewhere. He, yeah. that's what he's saying. Yeah. McLean wanted yeah, to sit in the front. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Because he wants to be gritty New York guy. Yeah. And like all LA is fucking weird Ooh. and trendy and sucks. That's why they have all the weird yeah. like pans around when um pan around the camera in the yeah. um airport. I would dare say both those cities are weird as fuck. Mm-hmm. But continue. Mm-hmm. They're in different spectrums of yeah. weird, but yes, they're both weird. Yeah, <laughs> but getting back to my Christmas comment. So, you know, he's like, Hey, can we play some Christmas music? And he's like, Man, this is Christmas. And then he proceeds to play Run DMC's Christmas in Hollis. A timeless okay? classic like, in the black community. Brian. Exactly. You don't get more Christmassy and hip hop yes. than that. So, you know, set on Christmas Eve, uh, multiple, multiple references to Christmas. The whole reason why he was even in LA was because it was Christmas. Had had this been fucking June fifteenth or some bullshit like that, he wouldn't even have been there. These niggas would have got away with the money. And so I argue that because it was Christmas is the whole reason why John McClane stopped the whole fucking ordeal. So, preach. It's a Christmas movie. Add it to your Christmas rotation <laughs> going forward. Death the Halls, motherfucker. <laughs> Indeed. Ho, ho, ho. Indeed. That's fine. I can understand you guys as a. Uh... Lust for this Christmas movie. I love how Brian has a slam. I don't, don't, don't want I'm not trying to force it. I don't deny it. the logic behind it, but at the same time, you can't deny my logic. Besides saying, okay, well, because it's set around Christmas, and it has this movie had literally has nothing to do with. I can't itself. hear you over you being it's the Grinch right now. It's just a date. It's just a <laughs> date they use to drive the plot forward. It's not anything about Christmas. That's what Christmas movies are. They he literally are driven around children. a date on the calendar. Brian's heart is three times too small one right bear. now. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's all Christmas is, is a date on the calendar. That's all it is, but okay. And he was a shit dad. He didn't bring gifts. He brought one bear, one big-ass bear. The kids are small. They can share it. <laughs> that was a big oh, yeah. bear. It, it, it ate up the whole rear oh, yeah. seat of the limousine. Which is why he, he had to sit that the bear had a lot of love to exactly. give. That bear had a lot of love to give. Yeah. Clear, but, right. but, cool. uh, you know, yes. Like the title of the movie, Brian, you know, me, Sean, and Damon's Christmas spirit does die hard. Yours, on the other hand, doesn't. There's no Christmas spirit in this Season's movie at all. To you too. Not in this nothing. There's not, no. there's not a hint of Christmas spirit. So, so well, come on, man. Christmas explosions. So speaking of uh, gunshots. What, 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 so we got to answer. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's like, hold on, hold on, it's like saying on. Friday after next is a Christmas movie because there's Christmas in it. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Yes, yes, it, is it is a Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. Are, you, are we, we doing this right now? I'll get some more beer. We doing this right now? Just niggas on Christmas. All right. So no, look, look. So this is all I'll say, Brian. What's more Christmas than getting too overindulged in alcohol at a holiday party and trying to fuck your coworker in some random person's that, office. Yes. Okay? That can happen on a Tuesday. I feel so sorry for that woman, too, by the way. Like, imagine some terrorist bus stand, your but titties just out. But the balls of Holly 
wouldn't be jiggling as much. So there we go. She was getting her back blown out while topless. Is then some German terrorists come in. That, that's just a bad. That's a whole different type of slut. Walk. I mean, like, like <laughs> if, if if the dude was real, he could have been like, "Yo, can you give me like five minutes and just let us finish?" He would have got shot. And he would have died. You know, a real ass dude on that one. I'm sorry. Like, Die, die with his dick out. Oh, no. He would have died Maybe hard. My company's yeah. different. If you find somebody in the hottest gear, Sean wins. Like I said, where I work at, maybe because there's like twenty thousand people that work there. And if people duck off to have sex in random spots on a Tuesday, it don't seem you don't gotta be Christmas for that. He was trying to Fair spread enough. some Christmas. You don't gotta be cheer. Christmas to do to be doing blow in your desk. <laughs> yeah. That's a Wednesday. All right. Okay. All right. Well, we 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 got A's all around. Um, continuing to ride this this Christmassy train. <laughs> um, next week, why don't you tell us what we got on the docket, Dame Deets? Yeah. So we have Jingle All the Way. Now, there's no debate in my mind that that's a Christmas movie. Love all that right? for sure. Um, yes. So obviously. This is our dumpster-worthy film. Now, again, let's let's just be clear. This is not us deciding this is dumpster-worthy. This is the critics, okay? And so typically we use, yes, a very preposterous critical reception for this film. But we we use uh, Rotten Tomatoes to discern what's dumpster-worthy. And this has a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Fake news. Released in 1996, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's an hour and 28 minutes long. We shall have our conversations on if this is dumpster worthy or not, but we will continue the Christmas spirit. And uh, we'll talk about Jingle All the Way next week. So I dare tune in say next this week. might be this is the second worst um, critic Rotten Tomato thing we, we're going to witness. The first one was Shame had a what a zero percent. Shame had a zero percent. Yes. I want to say yes. didn't um one, one of our dumpsters didn't After Earth wasn't that like Waterworld? Those yeah those are all higher than Lord I Nerdy Shame and let's not. The only <sighs> film you guys have done that deserves a zero is Phantom. Yeah. No, he's saying story. he's saying that if you're saying this is the second one, yeah, Phantom second worst. Phantom wasn't that great. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm just saying that in terms of the critic score not lining up with the uh, with the audience score. Oh, not lining up. Audience okay. score. It's, oh, it's the, okay. yeah. the second highest one. Because I said, Shame had a zero percent from critic score and like yeah. a seventy percent from audience score. That's dynamic. Yeah. Well, the audience score for Jingle All the Way is only thirty eight percent. So we'll, because the we'll audience are communists, <laughs> clearly. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, but yeah, we'll we'll, tune, we'll chat about it next week. Sinbad. Tune in. Join us. Tag along. <laughs> Indeed. Turbo Man Forever. <laughs> See ya. See ya.